And hey guys, and welcome back to an episode of Folders and Backwoods, your mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, you'll truly be red. Happy fucking Friday. I hope everyone's in good spirits, good health, um, just in a good mental place, physical, financial. You know how I like to start the day, nothing but blessings, much love, much ashay. Um, I am in the spirits. I had a great fucking day yesterday. Um, shit, nothing special happened, truth be told. It didn't even go the way that I expected it, but it was pleasant nonetheless. It was fucking peaceful. I got a lot done. And as a result, I'm up today talking about it, which is the topic of today. Um, comparison as a form of self-sabotage. I'm going to just jump right in. I don't even know how to break it down and explain it. So, for those who know, I am like on this oldie, seems like endless pursuit of understanding the observer, the observer. And it's like, when you pay attention to yourself, which all of us need to do a lot more. It's amazing how judgy, and I'm not going to get on a judgy mind, don't judge me. That's a whole different episode you guys need to check out. But the ideology is still the same. We judge ourselves, our wants and needs and desires so bad that it is extreme self-sabotage. So I'm just about finished this book that I'm reading, the um, 12 Universal Laws by Anne. Ah, oh, fuck. I said her name in another. I don't have the book. I was reading it when I was falling asleep, so it's in the back. Um, I think her name is Anne, like Love Heart or something like that. Um, but here nor there. Um, I was reading about the law of polarity. And how, you know, basically, for those who don't know, the law of polarity is basically the law that states ebb and flow, meaning everything has a polar opposite, north and south, east and west, right and wrong. You know, there's for every one extreme, there's another extreme. And the law of polarity is, well, mastering the law of polarity is basically staying in that balance where you're not on either extreme here nor there. And mastering the law of polarity is recognizing where you are in the shift. Are you extremely here? Are you extremely there? Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, as um, I'm reading, like I said, I like her book. I got to found the exact title. I mean, I know the exact title. It's the 12 Universal Laws. Y'all can just look that up. And I know her first name is Anne. I believe it's Anne, A-N-N-E dot E dot like Lake Heart, Lake Heart, something with a heart in it. But um, yeah, she gives a lot of examples and exercises. So for anyone who's, you know, new to understanding Universal Laws or learning about Universal Laws, I think that's an excellent beginner book. But she's talking about polarity. She gives a perspective of it that I personally never opened my mind up to. And even though she didn't use those words, the way it resonated to me 
was about self-sabotage. We... Y'all hear that? Not the look, the lady. I hear... Because I got a pot on the stove, and I thought I heard it overboiling. But my flame should be too low. I'm in here extracting um, plant oils to make some products. Yeah, so my flame is extremely low, and that should not have been my fire. But you know there. Okay, so with self-sabotage and judgy mind don't judge me now i already spoke about you know how we are very judgmental towards people and how our judgment is usually a reflection of ourselves but what happens when we're judging ourselves a lot of the time and i don't mean judging like oh you look stupid oh you sound stupid oh or i should say i right because you're judging yourself i talk to myself in third person hold on i have to see what the fuck that sound is I'm so sorry about that. I knew I heard something though. Yeah, it was my pot. I guess the bottom of the pot was wet. But um, back to the self-sabotage and how we fuck up our own man. Well, rather, that's the self-sabotage and onto how it fucks up, excuse me, our ability to manifest and shape our lives because that's really our jobs. That's all we fucking here for. People love asking, what is the meaning of life to fucking live? To shape this bitch as you see fit? Word. And um, self-sabotage is a lot. Like I said, there's levels of self-sabotage. The most common that I could think of is, you know, hating on yourself with physical appearance. Oh, I don't look nice. Oh, I'm too big. I'm too skinny, too light, too dark. Hair is not perfect. Hair is not long. Hair is not thick. Yada, yada, yada. No, but it's way more. It's suck. It's unconscious self-sabotage that we have to be aware of, especially those of us who are working on untraining and retraining our brain so that way we can manifest the things that we want a lot faster in this life. If you see something, and this is not about envy, this is about Uh, how do I say it? It's not about envy and jealousy. It's more about identifying what you want and being able to, you know what I mean? Pull it into your life. So let's say somebody has a car that you like, that you see it, you want it. It could be a friend, could be a stranger. You see the car. If your thoughts um, that's a nice fucking car. I wish I could afford something like that. Or that's a nice fucking car. Maybe, you know, no. Um, maybe like, see, I'm sorry because I've worked on unconscious self-sabotage. So it's mad hard for me to even fucking put my brain back in that train of thought, thank God. I said, I was a big hater on myself. I still am a hater on myself. But again, I put that bitch in check quick. So, all right, I can't do it with a hypothetical. Let's use a real life, my self-sabotage train of thought that I had to untrain. For those who don't know, I live in Brooklyn. I live in the projects. No shouts out to NYCHA. Fuck out of here. So, um, 
when I first moved in this crib, oh my God, my first apartment, had a household. I'm on a lease. Couldn't tell me nothing. I love this crib. From the fucking front door to the back window. There was nothing about it. Oh my goodness. It got a little window in the bathroom. <sighs> Absolutely adored it. It was fucking perfect. That's when I first moved in and it was just me and my son. And we really didn't have shit. Fast forward, I've been here now, pushing about 13 years. I have accumulated way more physical things than this apartment can really hold. Like it's to the point where I have things mounted on the wall and shit for space saving. Cause the apartment is small, but I've grown since I moved in. I've been started fucking three businesses. I done had a whole nother kid. You know what I'm saying? My son is a whole grown ass man now. Like we have things. We've accumulated so much more physical things that the apartment doesn't serve. See, this is, I told you, I'm untrained. I, I, I want to see, I would have in the past said some real shady shit. But no, realistically, the apartment has served its purpose and is now, you know, kind of obsolete in a sense. Sorry, I'm going to break, tip off this fucking back way. So, I was in a negative space of polarity on the wrong side of the, the spectrum, looking at it as, I'm tired of this apartment, it's too small, I can't keep it the way I want it, um, there's no room, I wish I, I need my own room, I would have more peace if I was in a bigger apartment. That's something I used to say all the time. I, I would be happier in a bigger apartment. I used to say that dumb shit all the time too. And I had to really sit down and realize, I don't know if I sat and realized or if higher self intervened and cursed me the fuck out, but I know it came to my acknowledgement that I will never obtain more if I'm not in a place of gratitude for what I have. Because once upon a time, I didn't have this. Once upon a time, I lived in my best friend's living room. Once upon a time, I slept on an air mattress in my mom's crib. Like, I should not be complaining about what I have because I'm comparing it to what I want. Because that's where the problem was. It's not that the apartment got smaller. It's not that anything has really changed, no matter what I accumulated. Everything is still the same. This is still the same apartment. It's still the same excitement to be the head of household. It's still the same sense of pride when I turn the key. Just low vibes, ego, big part of everything. And, you know, self-sabotage. Imagining what I could have, what I want to have, and comparing it to what I do have makes me unappreciative of what I have or made me unappreciative of what I have. And I couldn't get past that. Like now I appreciate my space. I've untrained, retrained. I've all like I've mounted shit on the wall. I made my shit work. Now I have enough space. Everything's perfect. I was just laying in the tub last night meditating, thinking about how much I love just the fact that I have a bathroom, the fact that I have hot water, the fact that I have a tub. Like some people got fucking stand up showers and that's it. Oh my God, bless y'all souls. 
I don't think I, I don't even, I wouldn't even let myself imagine living like that. I don't even like fucking hotel rooms that don't have fucking tubs. Insane. So, you know, we all, we have to really analyze what we have and be grateful for it and stay grateful for it in order to harness the right energy to do what we got to do. Am I still in this apartment? Yes, I am. But being more grateful for the space made me more grateful for the neighborhood. Oh, I pop mad shit about living in Brownsville. Like, I actually walk around now with such a lighter heart. I'm still afraid somebody's going to throw something out the window and bust me in the head when I'm going behind certain buildings. But overall, my whole perspective of the neighborhood has changed. I see the people and smile. I see the beauty in the people and smile. I see myself and the people and smile. Even things like fucking police tapes and barricades, when I see them, I just think it's forms of protection. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is an area. And if everyone, including myself, is looking at it all negative and all, oh, I gotta get out of here. This shit sucks. It sucks. It sucks. We're really never gonna get out of here because we're pushing against the flow. If everything in life is energy and everything flows realistically, Think about it as floating. You know how to float in the tub, I mean, in the bath, the, the, tub, the bath, in a fucking pool or in the um, ocean. I can't. I can dab me and float. Who can't dab me and float? But on my back float? No. I don't have enough trust in myself or in, truthfully, the fucking universe to be able to comfortably lay back. I don't have enough um, balance in my own physical body to level myself comfortably enough to float. So with that being said, now if I'm standing at the coastline, right? And yeah, my yacht's coming, bam, wave after wave, bum, 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 bum. And I'm thinking I'm grounded, feet planted in the sand, knees bent. How long can I stay like that if she's constantly hitting me? Eventually, mother's gonna either throw me or pull me. I'm not gonna be able to stand it because I'm resisting the flow. Now, if when I see her, I relax and I just allow her to take me. Guess what? No matter where she sits me, I'm going to float. I'm going to move with the current. I'm not against the current. And I'm going to get where I'm going smoothly and a lot more safely than if I was fighting and resistant, trying to stand my guard or even try to swim against the current. So apply that same ideology with your life with, in areas where you're being judgy towards yourself, comparative to yourself. And self-sabotaging yourself. I didn't realize that by hating on this apartment, I was self-sabotaging the energies necessary to get a new apartment, a bigger apartment, a home, or wherever the fuck, you know what I mean? The universe is going to take me now that I am gently riding with the flow. This is just part of my journey. It's not the beginning or the end. And understanding that and appreciating where I am in that journey just shows that I'm flowing. You know what I'm saying? Again, and that goes with any aspect financially. I've been in, again, I'm going to use myself because it's kind of hard since I've already untrained my brain to focus on hypotheticals because to me, they just, it's not hypothetical for me anymore. So another um, scenario. Hold on. My bad. I know this episode I have a lot of commercial breaks. I've been stopping. Shit is going on. That's what life is, honey. But that's what I was saying. Another um, example, just, you know, you, so you guys can kind of get what I mean by self-sabotage. Financially. 
dead ass at one point in time i was working three jobs for other people like really working clock in w2s at the end of the year three jobs at one time plus i was running one of my at-home businesses the first of my at-home businesses yo talk about a nigga who never slept yo and then i was working for the garden when the garden is popping like the knicks is there the rangers is there christmas we got fucking elf and all yo I can be in that building dead ass for 22 hours. I have been in that building for 22 hours at a time. Yo, no eat, no. And then, like I said, that's around Christmas time. My my business, my first home business is Handmade Creations. That is a party and event business. So it's Christmas time. So I got orders. I got work. I still work at the fucking supermarket and I'm picking up bum ass shifts at the fucking group home. Like talk about someone was stretched so thin, so tired. And I know some of y'all are thinking like, damn, but she was kicking it. No, I wasn't. That's the crazy thing. Let me explain how fucking crazy energy is. So financially, I'm just in this place where it's like, I'm poor. The only way I'm not going to be poor is to work. Got to work hard, got to work long, got to make money, got to make money, got to make money. And I swear to God, as hard as I was working, as long as I was working, I never was actually making money. My bills were being paid. Things in my house were being taken care of. Depending on the way, the day, the fucking wage, I might have had a little something put up for a rainy day. But I promise you, I was not making nowhere near as much money as I should have for the fucking level of energy I was putting out. Why? Because realistically, I was going against the curve. Instead of accepting the fact that financial stability is something that everyone deserves. Instead of accepting the universal flow that money comes and money goes, sitting there focusing on me, 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 I, 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 my kids, my kids, my needs, my bills, my this, my that, I overwhelmed myself with the negative aspects of finances. Oh, I'm working mad hard just to pay bills. Oh, I'm doing all this and I can't even afford a vacation. I don't get food stamps. Food is that expensive. Oh, when I wasn't getting food stamps, I was hating on niggas who was getting food stamps. Niggas are changing food stamps. Sell me some food stamps. Like, real shit, we don't realize, especially hood people, because our tongues are so much more relaxed. We say shit all day that have low frequencies but we've done detached them because we are always in low frequencies, whether we feel it or not. Again, this whole episode is about the subconscious, the unconscious, what we are not aware of that is going on in our lives, the energies that we are unaware that are governing us, the words that we are unaware that are shaping our fucking decisions. (coughs) In that low frequency of thinking when it came to money and my thing was always oh 
I don't want to be rich. That was, oh, oh my God, that was my favorite line. I don't want to be rich like other people want to be rich. I don't need mansion. I don't need a mansion. I don't need a yacht. I don't need mad cars. I just want a little. That's why the fuck I was only getting a little because my dumb ass was dead telling the universe. I don't want to be rich. I just want a little. So what the fuck? I was working harder than most fucking people that I personally know. And I was still getting fucking less. But that's what I was asking for. Again, you got to really, really, really look at the position you're in and the energy you're putting out in the fucking universe and ask yourself, damn, did I really bring this shit on to myself? I know I was. And I checked that shit the minute I realized it. So where does that leave me? It leaves me in a position to where I'm grateful. I'm grateful for where I live. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for where I came from to where I am. And I'm grateful to know that, yes, every day isn't tomorrow isn't promised to everybody, but it's likely for most of us. So with that, I'm blessed to know that I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know where I'm going to be. It could be better. It could be worse. But realistically, that's my ego. What the fuck is better or worse? What is good or bad? Living in the present moment, just enjoying what the fuck is, is the ultimate best way to not resist the flow of energy. It is absolutely the easiest way to just let what happens, happens. Because realistically, shit gonna happen anyway. This is expand. We are minute parts of an expanding universe and consciousness. Whether you believe in destiny and pre-designs, um, think about it like a sneeze. Everybody that know nigga said COVID, we all know the pathway of a sneeze. That bitch could shoot up six feet at the minimum, depending on how hard these are little droplets. Like if consciousness is the mouth that is sneezing and everything we see in life and existence all them fucking droplets. Like, no, it's not about their pre-designed go, but it they are fucking going. A body in motion stays in motion. So once something is going, it's gonna keep going. Go comfortably. You can't resist the fucking flow. Stop looking at what you have as bad. Don't even look at what you have as good. Because then if you done hyped yourself up, everything in life's good. Oh yeah, my finances is good. I'm making money. My health is good. Those are all things to be grateful for, not to be fucking egotistical about. Because again, every tomorrow ain't promised to everybody, but it's likely for most. And tomorrow, just because you have this preconceived notion of how your day was, which brings us back to the very beginning of the video. That's how you know it's time to end. But just because you have this preconceived notion of how your day was, like me, like I said, yesterday was a wonderful fucking day. And <laughs> that's my ego. That allows me to categorize that day as such. <coughs> because what am I comparing it to? Days that I've had before. Every day is not going to be a good day. But every day is not going to be a bad day. But every day is a day. Every day is an opportunity. The reason. The way I can. A healthy way to describe. My day yesterday. With removing ego. How could I do it? I had a day of experiences opportunities and learning and i mean whether you want to say that's good or bad that's a fucking day that was my motherfucking day and i'm not telling everybody to just you know stop labeling shit but just be careful with labels 
Don't get too wrapped up in ego when you are making labels. Again, understanding this position, our role as the observer, labeling is how we identify things, is how we're able to understand and process, it's how we're able to categorize things, it's how we're able to explain things and teach others about lessons that we've learned. But in labeling and explaining and teaching these lessons, try to come from a place with the least amount of ego attached. Try not hush. Try not to be so comparative when you're using your words. And try to, you know, look at everything as a learning experience, especially if your first instinct is to categorize something as bad or negative. If you can learn from something, then it was not bad nor negative. It was fucking helpful. And on that, I'm going to wrap this up. Much hashe. Namaste. Later, guys.